<laughs> okay. Welcome back to the Catching Feelings podcast. I stole your line. I just farted. Yeah. <laughs> so. Special episode today. Well, every episode is special. Yeah, I know. We literally say that every episode. Yeah. But today we're going to talk about my college baseball recruiting process. Yeah, because it's all about you. <laughs> well, you can chime in here and there. Yeah, okay. I feel like I did play a large part in your college recruiting process. Yeah, we'll like get to, to that. that. Okay. I'll toot your horn. Okay. <laughs> Since you never did in high school. I feel like it was a little bit taboo, too, in high school. But now you now, now I expect full credit. Now I'm grateful. <laughs> okay. We'll start from the beginning mm-hmm. and just tell the story. Yeah. So after my freshman year of high school... I got invited to a showcase in Ravensdale, Washington. Yep. Pacific it was called, Northwest. It was called PNW Regional Games or something? Yeah. Pacific Northwest Games? Yep. Um, I didn't know anything of it about it. I've never heard of it prior to being invited. Mm-hmm. I got invited because one of my dad's friends knew the person running it mm-hmm. and knew that there was going to be a lot of college coaches there, so they invited me. But my parents weren't coming with me. They sent me by myself. I can't remember why, now that I think of it. But I went by myself. Yeah. And the tournament uh, director set me up with a homestay family. Aiden. Aiden. Shout out to Aiden. But yeah, I stayed with that family. It was only a one-week showcase. Yep. And that was my first time traveling alone, which was scary, but... Oh, was it? I... I I made it through. Yeah. <laughs> but after that showcase, I did like pretty good. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I did anything outstanding. Yep. Well, I, I'm pretty hard on myself. But after that showcase, I got my first college coach to call me mm-hmm. from the University of Oregon. Yeah. And then from there, everything kind of like blew up. Yeah. It just really just took off from there. Yeah. So I started hot. University of Oregon was a... It's a Pac-12 school, Division One school, uh, really good baseball team, really good school, but no scholarship offer. They were just kind of following me. And immediately after that, Oregon State University contacted me. And same thing, no offer, but just kind of letting me know, like, hey, we see what you're doing and we're going to follow you. Mm-hmm. I remember at this point in the process, you were telling me about it. Like, we were texting about it, and both of us had no idea what any of this meant. Like, I think our idea of, (laughs) of, like, colleges, like, talking to a college at that point was like, oh, this is, like, a really big deal because this coach reached out to me, but then I think our opinions changed later. Well, I didn't know anybody who went through the college recruiting process, so I think that made it hard. Like, I felt like everything I did was kind of blind Mm -hmm. yeah because i had no guidance coming from well within the past four years in hawaii this has changed so much yeah but when we were going through it like no one talked about it yeah but yeah so oregon and oregon state i kept in contact with them uh they called me i don't know maybe every other week i would call them just kind of checking in with them yeah um and a whole year went by until the summer after my sophomore year of high school. Yeah. And I went to the same exact showcase. Mm-hmm. They invited me back again. I saw those two coaches there, and the relationship just wasn't the same. Like, you can tell when 
they're kind of out on you. Yeah. Like, they just weren't interested mm. anymore. But that was fine. I did the same showcase for a week, and my dad actually took me up that time, the yeah. second time. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were in the hotel on the last day, like, packing up to go home. And I got a phone call, and it was a coach from San Jose State University. I did not know that that's how that happened. Mm-hmm. And he didn't offer me on the spot, but it was just a heads up. Same thing. Hey, we're following you. I fly home a couple of days later, and then he finally offered me. Mm-hmm. So I got my first Division One baseball scholarship after my sophomore year of summer. Yep. I did not know that that was that, how that happened. Yep. So I can't remember. I think it was like a 50% athletic scholarship, which in baseball, by the way, so baseball, Division One baseball teams only get 11.7 scholarships to hand out. Mm-hmm. So, for example, a 50% scholarship would take up 0.5 of the 11.7. Right. Which compared to other sports like football, mm-hmm. it's, so it's impossible, almost impossible to get like a 100% scholarship in baseball. Yeah. Just because they have to fill a 30-man roster with only 11.7 scholarships. Right. Which is crazy. And I think that needs to change. But anyway, that's a conversation for another time. Yep. That's a road we don't want to go down today. <laughs> So I, I visit, I, I took a, f- a trip to San Jose State University with my dad to check it out because this was my first college offer. So like, I kind of just wanted to go through the process, mm-hmm. check it out, see what it's like. And the school is all right. Like I didn't hate anything about it, but I also didn't love anything about it. But I ended up committing because of the coach. I just like really loved the coach. Mm-hmm. I thought he could make me a better player and we had a good relationship. Yeah. So I ended up committing, and two weeks from the day that after the day I committed, the head coach ended up getting fired. Was it really that fast that that yes. happened? Two weeks after I committed, the coach got fired for, I think he violated some practice rule. Yeah. Like you can, you're only allotted a certain amount of hours. Twenty of hours a every week. week. Yeah. And he went over the time limit, oh. so the coach got fired. But after that happened, I felt so lost. I felt like I made like a huge mistake Mm -hmm. and I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. But the assistant coach remained on the staff and my offer was still valid. Mm -hmm. But I just ended up decommitting because it wasn't the same. And you only committed because you liked the coach so much. So I decommitted and reopened my recruiting process to other schools. Mm -hmm. It was hard to start all over, I think. Yeah, for sure. But... The next offers came pretty quickly. They really did. My next offer was New Mexico State University. And I got that one through a family friend who knew the head coach. The head coach never seen me play in person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's seen my video. Uh, and I guess he liked what he saw in the video. Yeah. Offered me a pretty good scholarship. I think it was like 70% for baseball. Mm-hmm. Another thing that makes we talked about this in the last episode, but it makes it 10 times harder that you're from Hawaii and that you only play games in Hawaii. And there's not a lot of, well, there's only one college, D1 college recruiting coach out there. Mm-hmm. So to be seen by coaches in Hawaii, you don't get that exposure. So my next offer following that was University of San Francisco. The coach at University of San Francisco is from Hawaii mm-hmm. and went to the same high school that I went to. So that relationship is there to begin with already. Yeah. Uh, and he's good friends with my dad. Mm-hmm. But University of San Francisco has been like a dream school for me. 
for a while at this point. But the the scholarship just wasn't enough to get me there. Yeah, it's like, already expensive. The full tuition at that school is like seventy thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and if I get a fifty percent scholarship, I'm still paying thirty grand a year. Yeah. So I just couldn't really get over that hump to to commit, to commit there. there. But yeah, that would have been a great spot to be. What made you like the school so much? Honestly, I don't know. Like they have a nice field. It's a good school. I like San Francisco. Mm-hmm. It was a good fit for me. Yeah, you really liked that school. Everything was a good fit for me, but the price was just too much for me. Yeah. Um, the next offer after that was University of Hawaii. And at this point, my junior baseball season had just ended mm-hmm. when University of Hawaii had offered me. And they gave me tuition and books. So the only thing I would have to pay is living. But if I was to live at home with my family, then would school free. would be free. So after that was Cal State Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. Same situation. My head, my high school baseball coach knew the head coach there. They hadn't seen me play ever. I don't even think they've seen my video. But <laughs> they called me for the very first time before I had even talked to the coach before. The very first phone call, he offered me a scholarship. That mm-hmm. was cool. <laughs> Following that, University of North, Northern Colorado, uh, who the head coach there is another Hawaii guy. I actually was on the same team as his nephew, so that relationship was already there. Looking back at it, like... It's all about who you know. It really is all about who you know. Yep. Well, when I was going through it. Yeah. But also, for you, it doesn't hurt that you're 6'4 and 210 pounds. <laughs> that also. But I, I ended up with seven Division One college baseball offers. Mm-hmm. And I only said, said six so far. The seventh one came from Illinois State University, who I ended up committing to because... Same situation. They had a Hawaii coach on the staff who heard about me mm-hmm. and gave me a really good scholarship as well. Yep. And I ended up committing there. Yep. But let's talk about the video. So like... Sophomore and junior year, you made two videos. Yes, I made a video of my sophomore baseball season and my junior baseball season. Mm-hmm. And... The only reason I have those videos is because Nikki used to come to the games yes. with her nice camera. What kind of camera was it? It was a Canon 6D Mark II, I believe. So whatever that means, but all I know is the video quality was really with good. With a 200 to 400 millimeter telephoto lens. <laughs> so my sophomore year, I think like, I got some videos, but my junior year, I got a lot. Yep. Because you came to a lot of games. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of good clips. Also, we made the playoffs that year, so a lot of the games were on TV. Yeah, that helped too. But I got a lot of good videos that junior year, so I put together a pretty solid YouTube video. You can look up my name on YouTube, Michael Yonamine. It has 3,000 views. It has a lot of views. Yeah, I watched it like recently. <laughs> Honestly, not not to like hype myself up, but well, it has nothing to do with like my baseball talent in the mm-hmm. video. Yeah. Just based on the video quality and like the hits and like the noise and everything yeah just like it's one of the best recruiting videos i've ever seen yeah we we got so many good clips it's because we literally filmed everything i think what makes the video so good is that it's all game highlights yeah not just like practicing showing your swing like practice videos are good but i think what really matters the most is like can you do it in a game yeah and pretty much the whole video was me hitting in the game yep 
just hitting homers mm-hmm. <laughs> it i think it's crazy how like people will recruit you just based on watching a video of you like a two-minute video of you yeah well that's kind of where we're at in today's age with technology yeah well nowadays kids from hawaii are like on travel teams they spend the whole summer on the mainland if you live on the mainland you already have an advantage because you're there's division one coaches all around you but like for hawaii kids are spending like three months on the mainland just to be recruited by college yeah and that's why for you i think you would have gotten more offers but it was only based on who you knew because you didn't do that you didn't travel to the mainland the only person who really could see you play was mike brown Mm -hmm. well i think if your family has the money to do that Mm -hmm. then that's totally worth it yeah but i think my family just wasn't willing well not we weren't willing but didn't make sense it just didn't make sense to paid thousands of dollars to play a whole summer yeah on the mainland yeah so yeah but if you're not from here you wouldn't understand that because you're already there you don't realize how many resources you have when you actually play there like all those tournaments that's within driving distance of you if you're from hawaii you have to fly there yeah get a rental car get a hotel pay the tournament fees like it's insane yeah so when i compare you to kids of like kids who are committing to crazy schools nowadays, like Pac-12 schools, SEC schools. I always think like, were they better than you were in high school? Or but then I like, no, they're spending money to travel to the mainland every single summer, even during the school year, to get seen by coaches. And you pretty much did none of that. Yeah, I didn't do any of that at all. Yeah. And also, like, it's pretty rare for a coach to see you one time and offer you on the spot. Mm-hmm. So like. For these Hawaii kids, you might go to a tournament and impress a coach, but he might never see you again because he's not going to come to Hawaii and you might never see him on the mainland again. Yeah. So a coach needs to see you multiple times, like to feel comfortable with his decision. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of Hawaii kids, like that's just not possible. Yeah. Which sucks. But I think what these kids are doing nowadays on travel ball teams, mm-hmm. I think it's good. Yeah. If you have the money. Yeah. But like, so after I made, after Nikki filmed all of my hits. Okay, wait, can I just say the reason I'm salty about this is because in high school, you, I guess it was like taboo for a 17 year old kid to be like, oh yeah, my girlfriend did all of this. Yeah. You know? But, so you never used to mention it in interviews or anything. So I was just. Well, you took the videos, but I constructed the iMovie. I constructed the iMovie and then I gave it to you and you edited it. That's false info. That's not false info. I made it myself. Um, but. <laughs> 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 but after, anyway, after after the video was finished. Yeah, was finished. Let's just leave it at that. After I finished making the video. After the video was finished. After the video was finished. <laughs> I took about five days to email that video to as many coaches as I possibly could. Talk about what you did for that, though. Because I don't think many 17-year-old kids would have done what you did. Yeah. So I constructed a like a draft, a general draft of an email mm-hmm. that says, Hello, Coach Blank. My name is Micah. I go to this school. My GPA is this. 
blah, SAT, blah, 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 and then link the video at the end of the email. Mm-hmm. And what I did was make a list of schools I was interested in. About how many schools were on that list? There's 300 Division One baseball schools in the country. Yeah. I think I emailed probably close to 200 out of the 300. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you get all of their information? You can find it on the school website. So you're telling me that you pulled up, you generated some kind of list of all the D1 schools. How mm-hmm. did you get that? Uh, there's like, there's college baseball rankings mm-hmm. that rank every single Division One college baseball team from 1 to 300. I see. So I would just go on that, find that college baseball rankings and just go down the list of 1 through 300. Mm-hmm. And every school that I would, that I was interested in, yeah. I would just google the school website go to the baseball staff and find the coach's email so you did that for 200 schools yep that's just that's crazy why took, to me that's why it took me about five days to send all the emails but this is amidst baseball practice being a full-time student and you're like a 17 year old boy <laughs> so it just that's crazy to me that you know it really proves that if you want something, then you're going to go after well, it. Well, I enjoyed doing it. Like, I wanted to play Division One college baseball so badly. Yeah. That I didn't care how long it would take me to send the emails. Like, I wanted to do it. Exactly. You actually had fun doing it. Researching yeah. all the schools. Looking fun. up the coach. And that also proves that if you really love something and you really want something, it won't seem like a chore. It's just going to... You have a passion for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I emailed 200 schools, but... In total, it was probably about 400 emails because schools have a head coach. They have a, a recruiting, coach, recruiting yeah. coordinator. They have a pitching coach. They have a hitting coach. Mm-hmm. So I was emailing the head coach, the recruiting coordinator, and the hitting coach for every school. Separately? Yeah, separately. Wow. <laughs> and so I would copy and paste the same email, but yeah. I would change the name, mm-hmm. the hello coach, whatever. Yeah. I would change the name in every single email. Yeah. I think we messed up like twice. I messed up a few times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. times. Yeah. I just remember you sitting in my dining room and like I would be doing homework and you would just be. Just grinding mute. emails. Yeah. Just constantly focusing on that. Like you would go at it for hours, which is crazy. Yeah. Oh, how many people emailed you back? Oh, out of the 400 i probably got about 20 phone calls mm-hmm. and probably like 20 more email responses yeah but there's definitely like levels to the amount of response you're getting yeah like a phone call means like okay we're really interested mm-hmm. i want to have a conversation with this kid like get a f- grasp on his personality and stuff mm-hmm but if you're just getting email responses, like it's... It could just be like, thanks for sending this. Yeah. Well, you also have to keep in mind that these coaches get hundreds of emails every single day. Yep, exactly. Their email, their inbox is just flooded with e- emails from like high school kids trying to get looked at. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it's important to like email every single coach on the staff. Yeah. Because somebody will see it. Exactly. Wow, that's really... That's really good. Um, and then how many people actually recruited you because of those emails? Yeah, like the 20 schools that called me back. Oh, I see. The fastest phone call. This yeah. is a crazy... I, I was like shocked when this happened. Mm-hmm. I emailed Sacramento State 
And within five minutes, yeah, my phone was ringing from an unknown number in Sacramento. Yeah. And I answered it, and it was the coach. Wow. So he saw my email, watched the video, and called me right there. Wow. And offered you right there? Didn't offer me. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I wish. Um, so did you say that you ended up committing to Illinois State? Yeah, I did. And you took an official visit there? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Well, ultimately, my list came down to Illinois State, San Francisco, mm-hmm. and um, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. New Mex- I actually visited New Mexico State because the, the coach that offered me yeah. is like a really well-known college baseball coach. Mm-hmm. So I went to the school. The baseball facilities were amazing, mm-hmm. but I just couldn't do the the college campus and like being in new mexico yeah which i think that's a big thing to factor into your decision making yeah is like let's say baseball doesn't work out will i be able to still attend this school wow and i just couldn't do it with new mexico state yeah and well that's something that you think about and also another thing that helped you to get recruited is your gpa and your sat yeah. So, like, people don't know this about you here because you're just a baseball player here, but you're actually, you went to one of the top private schools in the nation and you excelled there. Yeah. So, if baseball didn't work out, you had to be at a school that was going to, like, satisfy your academic needs. Yeah. But the decision-making process was actually really difficult for me. Mm-hmm. I remember you went back and forth and back and forth. Because every school had something good and something I didn't really like so much. Yeah. In San Francisco, the good was, I think it was a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. I liked the area. It was a really good academic school. Yeah. But the bad was just the price. Yeah. University of Hawaii, the good is staying home. Yeah. It, it would be basically free if I lived at home with my family. Mm-hmm. But the bad was just, I don't think the program had, the the baseball program just wasn't. Up to par with what you wanted. Yeah. In terms of like development. Because my goal, obviously, I mean, college baseball was in the picture, but my end goal is to play in the MLB. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to pick a college that was going to help me become the best baseball player I could possibly become. Yep. And I don't think Hawaii was that for me at the time. Yeah. Um, But Illinois State that was it like mm-hmm. the baseball staff was brand new the head coach played in the big leagues wow the assistant that recruited me there is a really good coach is a really good catching coach and i was going there to play catcher mm-hmm. so it was a really good fit baseball wise academics was so so yeah but um, the campus was like the campus was nice. actually good yeah it's in like the middle of cornfield illinois but college town really college town yeah good college town big population i also think the number of fans at the game mattered too yeah (laughs) i mean the school size there is like twenty thousand or more yeah it was a really big school decent size but yeah my decision making process was hard like i i wasn't sure if i wanted to pick a school that would like give me the best education Mm mm-hmm or if I should pick the school that will like make me the best baseball player. And ultimately, it came down to I want to be the best baseball player because I want to play in the MLB. Mm-hmm. So that's how you made your decision? Yeah. Um, looking back, would you have 
done the same thing? Illinois State? Um, knowing everything that I know now, yeah, I probably would have made the same decision. Wow. Okay. But, so like, University of Hawaii, right? Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the best fan bases in all of college baseball. Yeah. They have a like pretty big stadium. Yeah. It's the only sporting event in Hawaii. Yeah. So the fans like take pride in it mm-hmm. and they love the players. Like it's pretty much minor league baseball. Yeah. If you're an athlete at UH and your team is either football, basketball, volleyball, or baseball, you're, you're a, celebrity. a celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. All the aunties know who you are. <laughs> but, but I think... So you would have... I think if you were 18 again and you knew all you knew about college baseball, not necessarily like professional baseball, you would have chosen UH. Like if you got to play one day with every team, I think you would have chosen UH. Like, Yeah, probably. But just in... No, but like in terms of player development though... Yeah. UH is just not it. Yeah. At the time. At the time. I think they're doing a better job now of like recruiting more Hawaii Hawaii players, like local players. Yeah. And I, I think they're gonna be good. This year. Yeah, but at the time that I was trying to make my decision, it wasn't that. Yeah. But I remember like we go to a lot of UH games because they start their season during your off season mm-hmm. and we're big baseball fans, so we just like to watch. Also, we have a bunch of friends who play for UH, which is really cool to think about. But um, I remember we went to opening day our freshman year, my freshman year, and the stadium was packed, like almost sold out. And mm-hmm. whenever we play Oregon, too, it's sold out Friday and Saturday. And I think you were a little bit jealous. Like, I should have committed to UH. <laughs> I, remember, I remember seeing our friend... Uh, he was the starting second baseman mm-hmm. on opening day as a freshman. Yeah. I remember him seeing him on the field. Mm-hmm. And then we were sitting in the stands with all the people. And yeah. I was just thinking about, like, that would be so cool if that was me on the field. Mm-hmm. Playing in front of the home crowd. Like, you're the local kid. All your family's there. Yeah, all your family's there to watch. I think it would have been really cool. I don't know. But in terms of the long-term yeah. goal... <laughs> Yeah, in terms of the long-term goal, which is to play Major League Baseball, yeah, I think Illinois State would have been the best choice. Yeah, but in the end, it ended up not mattering. <laughs> yeah, in the end, it didn't matter at all because I got drafted and didn't go to college. It's funny because even though you didn't go to college, he'll still like toy with the decision that he made as an 18-year-old. Like, uh, did I make the right choice committing to Illinois State or should I have committed to UH? And I'm like... It really doesn't matter now because you didn't end up going to college anyway. But, yeah. I just like to think about it. Yeah, it is interesting every situation. to think about. Mm-hmm. Today in college baseball, mm-hmm. it's so easy to just go to a school for one year and enter the transfer portal. Exactly, yeah. So no matter where I went, if I didn't like it, I could have just transferred to somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> like, go to a school that would take you and then transfer to a better school. Yeah. Something I also like to think about. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when I was in high school, I knew I was good enough to play college baseball. Yeah. I did not think I was good enough to play professional baseball yet. Yeah, we we covered that in one of our earlier episodes. But knowing now that I'm good enough to play professional baseball because I'm doing it, Mm -hmm. 
I like to think about what if I just went to like a junior college mm. out and of then, high school. Yeah. Just do like a junior college for one year or two years. You could either get drafted again mm-hmm. or you could go to a junior college, play really well and go to like a huge division one baseball school. Yeah. Because that's what happens to most junior college players. Right. And this is not us giving our professional advice. We're just giving a bunch of different perspectives so that you can make the best decision for yourself. Yeah. Because I know that 95% of the people listening to this are just trying to get recruited. <laughs> I, think, I think everyone wants to play Division One baseball. Yeah. But it's just not realistic for everyone. Out of high school, especially if you're from Hawaii. Yeah. And I think that that's where a lot of players go wrong, is like not being realistic with themselves. Yeah. Well, they just want to post something you know like i committed to this school and i did that no one wants to say like oh i went to a junior college and for me like my recruiting process started off so high Mm -hmm. with two pac-12 schools talking to me yeah and when that when that relationship kind of like tapered away yeah then it's okay maybe i need to set my sights a little bit lower to like a mid-major division one school yeah and if well, that worked out for me, but if that didn't work out, okay, maybe I need to set my sights even lower to like the bottom half of the Division One baseball schools. Yeah, and like just be realistic with yourself. Mm-hmm. You can always transfer. I think when you're 18, it's hard to grasp that concept because all you're thinking about is, I want to go to this school so that everyone knows I'm going there. Like they have really cool gear. Like they're a super well-known school, and like that's what I want to do. But you have to think about the big picture. What do you really want out of, like, for you, it's like you were going to school to play baseball. You weren't really going to school, like, for school. Yeah, to get a degree. In the end, your goal was always to play baseball. Mm-hmm. But some kids, they know that professional baseball isn't the end goal for them. So if that's you, you should go into the recruiting process. With the mindset that you want to use baseball as a means to pay for your school. 100%. Yeah. That's very well said. Right? Okay. And I think with that being said, if 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 college baseball is your end goal, mm-hmm. then there's really no point in like pushing yourself to go to the best baseball school. Right. Because you're just going to kill yourself trying to balance school and baseball. Mm-hmm. But if you shoot for a school that's going to give you a lot of money and it's a good academic school that you would go to regardless of whether or not they recruited you, then you're satisfying the most criteria for your end goal. Yeah. Not our professional advice, just perspectives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the, the most general thing I could say about the recruiting process mm-hmm. is be realistic with yourself. Mm-hmm. What kind of player are you? Um, have an end goal in mind do you want to play professional baseball do you are you satisfied with just going to college and being done mm-hmm. are you satisfied with just ending your baseball career out of after high school and the last thing i'll say is like if you want it if you want to play college baseball badly enough like be proactive mm-hmm. google the emails send the emails like call the coaches like, like do something about it if you really wanted it that bad you would do something about it there's 300 college baseball division one college baseball schools there's probably even more d2 and d3 schools 
there's colleges all over the place mm-hmm. but they're not going to come find you all the time like sometimes you have to go and seek them most of the time yeah 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 we could go on and on about this for hours because i mean you i feel like you learned so much about the college recruiting process while you were doing it like you even did things like look up the coaches look up the roster that they currently have if you go there are you gonna get playing time like who's in your position right now um that's something that i didn't even i didn't even remember to mention yeah like yeah look up the roster because let's say there's you're a senior in high school and the college you're looking at has like five freshmen shortstops and you play shortstop Mm -hmm. well then why would you go to that school when there's five players that are older than you at the same position exactly right things like that things like look at the roster and say like am i the type of player that this coach seems to like if he only likes guys who are over six feet and over 200 pounds and are like giant power hitters he likes offensive guys and you're a defensive guy you're not going to try to go there exactly and if you're an offensive guy and you're trying to go to a school where everyone's like under 180 pounds and runs a 6260 like why are you trying to you know mm-hmm. things like that being smart about stuff like that you got to find the good fit yeah maybe we'll talk about this another day too but for now that's a pretty good general introduction to all of this I have a lot of people come and ask me for advice about trying to get recruited for college baseball. Yeah. And I have nothing to say. Like, it's different for everybody. That's so true. The process is different for every single person. Yep. So, like, there's not one event or, like, tournament that you could go to that I went to. We might have a... There might be coaches when I went. There might not be any now. Yeah. It could be completely different. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's but, why I say like emailing is so so important because mm-hmm. it's a even playing field for everyone. Yeah, love it. Great episode. Yeah. Okay, let's end this off with a quote. Oh, I have one actually. Go for it. Yes, thank goodness. I, have I didn't a bunch. have one, but I just said that. <laughs> because my agent texts texts me uh, quotes every single day. Okay, let's hear it. So, let's pull one out. Your favorite one. He sent me one the other day that like really hit for me. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness you have a quote because I didn't have one. I just wanted to end with a quote. Seems appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> While Michael pulls up his quote, we'll say that we're still in Florida. And one thing that we have to look forward to is going to meat market in Tampa. I just wanted to add that in there. <laughs> 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 yeah, so there is a difference between being realistic. We don't want you to think that you have to undershoot yourself like being smart about what you're doing because it is such a big process and it is time consuming like being smart about it is important but that is different from being realistic yeah being smart and being realistic is a little different like you want to be smart about how you view yourself as a player like am i division one d2 d3 whatever Mm -hmm. it is what kind of player am i like that kind of thing but what am i looking for i think being realistic is well i'll just read the quote a quote by will smith the actor (laughs) not the baseball player (laughs) being realistic is the most common path to mediocrity i think what that means is like like we talked about before just setting really high goals Mm -hmm. well setting goals that are unrealistic yeah unrealistically high yeah 
And if you achieve them, well, damn, that's great. Yeah. You hit a goal that you never thought you would reach. Mm-hmm. But if you fall short of that, you're a lot better off than setting a goal that's, that's too like low. too attainable. Yeah. If you shoot for Mars, you might land on a star. <laughs> I don't think that's the, the saying. <laughs> okay. I think it's aim for the sun and you'll land on the Moon. earth. <laughs> <laughs> aim for the sun and you'll burn to death. <laughs> no. Basically, there's a difference between being smart and undershooting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if any of that just made sense, but, but we're about to go eat dinner. Yeah, so we're hungry. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>